it's Jeffrey's Comics! Jeffrey's Comics is Krypton's number one source for silver gold vintage comics, new comics, and trade paperbacks. We love mail orders. Mention Fantastic Forum and all trade paperbacks are buy three and get the fourth one free. Call us at 310-538-3198 or check out our silver gold vintage collection at comicsoneBay.com. Cool. I got the keys ready to come in you know, and play music. Tony. What is his name, is Tony? He's about to be <laughs> Lois can never have Superman's baby. Ah, yes. Incredible Hulk melon body. Ah! 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 Hey, I tried to teach you how to handle comics in the sixth grade, but oh no, you wanted to play little dude instead. Aquaman's a hero! Let's see what Spider-Man number one looks like. I guarantee you blows the road like a shot. Thank you, Trisha. We now return you to Robin Boy Wonder. The only way he could bang regular chicks is with a kryptonite condom. That would kill him. All right, folks, we're back. Technical difficulties, but Tiger Claw's been so kind as to help us. Thank you, The Claw. We appreciate you, buddy. So, uh, yeah. So, we got a lot to talk about, so we should just dive in. Um, and... I think before we go any further, we should probably start uh, X-Men. Well, yeah, X-Men I saw that during the weekend. Friggin' Yeah. Oh. Did, 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 anybody, did anybody here see that? I know it's Claw did. I, I yep. saw it. Did. And I saw it. What about you, Jay? Okay. So, you know, the movie's relatively new. So let's not go too heavy on any spoilers or anything. But... I, I would love to hear scene, what though. everybody, mm-hmm. <laughs> what what people think. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tyre Cloth thought Quicksilver scene though. That's fair. That, that's that's a uh, uh, more than fair thought. Uh, Oscar, what do you think of that movie? I enjoyed it. The end. I mean, <laughs> uh, do you, okay. uh, do you like this one more than Days of Future Past, or do you thought Days of Future Past was better? No, no, this was definitely a better movie than Days of Future Past. Yeah, I think this was a better movie, but I like the the gimmick of having the two casts in Days of Future Past. Why why do you like that? Like what what is it about having like the some of the cast members from the original movie that like makes it a better thing for you? It just made it feel more like a a progressive story than, you know, movie reboot sequel. You know, even doesn't matter how bad Ghostbusters looked if they did the the whole Force Awakens things where the original Ghostbusters were just old and these four chicks are, are now taking over for them. If you just acknowledge the originals, I wouldn't have said anything about it. But it would still be bad even if the original people were in it, right? Yeah, it's still it still would be, but 
I wouldn't mind it so much. Oh. It's like I could I could live with it. Is your wait? Uh, no, I don't hear you that much, Jr. Do you need me turned up? Or uh, I don't know. I just want to make sure people can hear you when you're talking. Everything's up. But his, his volume's up. No, no, it's shits on you. Sorry. Okay, there you go. There we go. Say something, Jay. Okay. Hear me now? Yeah. yeah. Okay, go for it. Um. Well, I like the last trailer I saw for it. Yeah, no, the, the they made a drastic improvement from that first to second trailer. Yeah. Like that Ghostbusters, that second Ghostbusters trailer made that movie look re- more than respectable. I wouldn't go that far, but it looked respectable. <laughs> I, I I liked it. I liked I it more than Days of Future Past. At least we got a little more Quicksilver in this one, and I liked uh, I liked some of the set pieces. Tiger Claw, we're still talking about Ghostbusters. Oh, <laughs> but yeah, but okay. I I I see where you're coming from because I mean honestly, it, looked, it just looked a lot better than the last trailer. Indeed, it's um, but. There's still like a lot about it that's off. Um, I still don't like the black chick, and uh. Well, I mean, you hate all black people, Jay. No, but I have a reason to hate her. What's your like, reason? You have a good reason. She's so he the movie way too early, and Jay, too, what Jay hates Jay hates hates the black, but is okay with the whites, right? Yeah, that's that's probably Jay's because she looks motto. like. That's, because it looks like because she's playing your stereotypical black. <laughs> I love what? I love I can't hear Joe at all. What did he say? Oh, you can't hear Joe? Nope, he sounds like he's not using a mic. I'm using It's the... Shoot, like, Larry insists on putting everything that's not XLR. Hold on. Wait, I the first mic was XLR mic. Oh, okay. Well, we don't have a whole bunch of XLR mics. The mic that Joe likes. I don't. Shoot up. Forward. Forward, says I. Don't be shy. Come a little closer. Excellent. Is that going to work? Is that better? Hello? Testing? Does that work? That's better. Oh, okay. yep. Much better. So, what are you saying now? She's trying to be what now? What's Leslie trying to do? No, she's coming in from the start. Like, I like Ernie Hudson's role. He wasn't, like, super feature, but he was used enough. And he comes in with some really good tight lines, makes some good, really good transitional points. It's... Like, he's used to maximum effect. This chick is just in there. How, for how no, do you know at what point in the movie she comes in from the trailer? How do you know? 
Um, unless they get the car at the end, which would be odd. I'm I heard in the movie. There. I heard in this movie she's like a transit worker or something. Yeah, but, she is. But, I thought we were talking about X Men. We, but I, it's like you can't be like. I mean, I saw this trailer in front of X Men. The original in the original or in the original Ghostbusters script. Friggin' Ernie Hudson's role, Winston was supposed to come in way early too, and the only reason that didn't happen was because it was supposed to be Eddie Murphy. And Eddie Murphy said no. All in, right. In fact, I'm not judging on what was supposed to happen. I'm judging on what did happen. Well, you're not which I think what, is okay. You're not judging what did happen. You're judging what you think is going to happen. Because the movie's not out yet. All right. Whatever. Yeah, but he's got a lot of evidence to back him up. I mean, he's got a point with the car thing. She provides the car. She has to come early. That's possible. Yeah, because you can't get the car at the end. But it's still not concrete awesome but i don't know it's what i take from the trailer i think i think you just and i don't know why. you know what that is true also um like the two big jokes of hers from the trailer both of them just fall completely flat you didn't like the one from the second trailer uh which one the crowd surfing yeah yeah i i hated that even more than the what about and then the uh, and then the part where she had a ghost on her on her shoulders. That joke took no thought. It's it's just the laziest type of joke. Like Wait. it just comes off as really lazy to me. I, I don't like it. It's right me wrong. Keeping in mind that out of the gag in the in the, the friggin' in the trailer, which are only so many. But out of the gag in the trailer that gag is probably one of like two that aren't from the original movie. You know what I'm saying? Like all the other gags are like literally recycled from the original Ghostbusters. Right, but not all of them. Well, but only the only other one is or one of the few is that that one. Right, and but it's the like, other one that's not the, inspired from the old movie. Love. There's a, uh, like, I was laughing. There is a. I was. A little worse, like I don't know, because I was laughing out loud at the Ghostbuster trailer. There's a TV but... spot for uh, for this movie that I saw online that showed uh, Dan Aykroyd's cameo, and his line in that cameo was, "I ain't afraid of no ghost." <laughs> he was a cab so... driver. Okay, thanks, Claw. Like, yeah, I don't what? know. Like, Ronin cameos. <laughs> yeah, it looks better. I don't like her. She looks like she's going to be the worst part of it. Wow. Uh, that other girl looks like she's probably going to be the best part of it. I don't know her name. I'm sorry. So don't, you don't like you don't like it when she not. you don't like it when she did the the power of pain compels you. No, I fucking hated that. Like when you talk about the parts of the trailer that made me not want to see the movie, that's like number one. Fair. Until I saw the crowd surfing thing, then that became number one. What? And then uh, that moved down to two. What? Uh, what do you think of X Men Apocalypse? Oh, I loved it. Yeah, I thought it was great. It was so good. And I'm comparing it to like, you know, as part of the trilogy. Like, I didn't like Days of Future Past. I didn't like First Class either. But you guys told me to watch it again, and I haven't done that yet. I'm yeah. planning to. Yeah. So. 
right now I like it more than First Class, but until I watch it again, I'll, right. re- I'll reserve judgment. But I thought it was an amazing finish. Like what I thought you, they did so much right. What did and you think of even Apocalypse though a, himself? His hey, characterization. Hold on, hold on, Club. Okay. All right. Let him finish his sentence, okay. Club. Um, <laughs> yeah, even though they did do a few things wrong. Um, they did a lot wrong. <laughs> I only saw a couple things. But then I wasn't, I mean, I, my expectations were super low. Like, I, I remember, you know, Days of Future Past. So it was. Right. Like, it didn't do that. So I, I was pr- genuinely happy. Like I, you know, I exceeded my expectations as well because I felt like I went in with low expectations too, but and it does some things pretty good, but I don't know. There's a lot of it that I was just like. Plus, uh, part of the cool thing for me is that I am not super familiar with Apocalypse, so if they got anything wrong with him, I kind of wouldn't. No. I don't have much reference point. For my it. my only. My only knowledge of Apocalypse. My, issue. Hmm? my only okay. knowledge of Apocalypse was from the '90s cartoon, because in the movie he that, says a line that was directly taken from the cartoon. Which one, X Men or Evolution? No, uh, the '90s X Men cartoon. Which one is that? I mean, uh, he's when he says, "From the ashes of this world, we'll build a better one." That is the exact line that Apocalypse says in an episode of the 90s X-Men cartoon. Didn't they do them a lot better in Evolution? They do Apocalypse a lot better everywhere. No, I mean than the 90s cartoon. They do. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, the 90s cartoon doesn't do it terrible. It's just more of a product of its time. Right. But for a 90s cartoon, Apocalypse is pretty good. I mean, honestly, look... uh, Marvel versus Capcom is <laughs> like oh wait no was the X Men which which X Men versus Street Fighter X-Men versus Street Fighter that's I the apocalypse I, can't I want remember one or two <laughs> that's that's the apocalypse but, I want I want Age of Apocalypse yeah he was a lot cooler than Onslaught like watching the dude on the screen the apocalypse was better than Stills but oh yeah but that's I, one thing I thought too. But not that much better. And it I mean, just, it's he doesn't look like Apocalypse. You know how I what I was thinking, and I was thinking, like looking at this Apocalypse is a lot easier than looking at like the Killer Killer Croc from Suicide Squad. That's a, a low bar again. Like, hey, I have it's an X Men movie. I have low expectations. Like. But, I'm just like, My bar is very low. <laughs> yeah, like you can compare bad things to bad things and be like, it's a better bad thing than this terrible thing. It's like, well, yeah, they're both terrible, though. Like, well, I mean, I want, I want to compare them to good things. Like, we haven't gotten there yet. Oh, we've gotten there. It's just not not in Fox. Well, what do we? Why are we comparing Fox movies to Fox movies? Well, I mean, because the comparison to Marvel movies is. That's not worth talking that's the about. Standard. That's where we should be. Like every movie should want to be a Marvel movie, right? But well, you're never going to get that with people that don't respect the source material. I agree. Fox I did. Agree. St- uh, Fox only- did started the whole comic book. You know, the whole comic book movie craze with the first X Men movie. Oh. So you know, no, 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 no get out of here with that. 
Like I mean, the only reason so. Deadpool was a huge success was because they had fans working on it. But Fox hasn't tried to do that yet. So until they do, I mean, and like the the worst part of this movie is that you could literally feel Ryan Singer like trying to guide this movie back into the continuity of like X-Men, the original X-Men movie. Oh, I just that was one of the things I was actively doing when I was watching was forgetting about first class, like forgetting no, not first class. Well, I was forgetting all of them. Oh. Like I mean, first class, days of future past, so like I tried to did my best to come at it like this is the first movie. No. And uh that helped. Like when I needed to pull from the other two, I did, but mostly I'm like, all right. I'm we'll, surprised. We'll tell that story later. I was surprised you wouldn't be more angry about the fact that how they did your girl Jubilee so wrong. Like, Jubilee gets zero screen time in this joint. Like, she's I, like, the they, they, I, I heard that they, they had a deleted scene that took place in the mall, and we see more of Jubilee in that. Yeah, I, I saw that too. The thing about that is. The only thing I didn't understand was the hype and publicity. It's like... I think they wanted the the whole idea of it being diverse. Okay. Fine, I guess. But... Yeah, but it's kind of... Like, remember <laughs> the first X-Men movie where, for us fans, it was kind of cool to look in the background and see characters that we liked, even though... Uh, yeah. They weren't, like, featured. They were in the background. It was like, right. oh, that's her. Oh, that's him. Yeah. It's like, that was the same thing with this. It was like... Oh, that's Jubilee. See, but and again, and the only like, the only thing that made it weird was the hype. But so I, I was, yeah, I was wondering about the hype. But at the same time, it's like, what do I expect them to do with Jubilee? What I would like to see happen like, with Jubilee is they're they're going to do the next movie in the nineties, and in the nineties cartoon, Jubilee was kind of like front and center on that if i remember because she was in a lot of episodes so i would like to see her maybe be kind of the main character for the next one we can't hang up on tiger clock can we and no he's streaming well in any case (laughs) yeah you know i didn't know what to expect from the jubilee and it was basically a cameo and yeah like the first x-men i'm like yeah, okay. I also think Joe would rather see that than have it be done totally wrong. I was worried about that, yeah. Like, I would... Yeah, I don't want to see her done wrong. And if what they can do right is have an Asian girl in a yellow vest... Yeah. Hey, it's so you weird. got it. Like, speaking, she speaking, didn't even have the speaking ear... Speaking of an Asian, what about Psylocke? She she had earrings, but not those. But no, the, not the not jubilee the earrings. Right. But that's like because they have her dressed like audaciously, she sticks out. Like she stands out, right? Mm-hmm. But does nothing, which is weird to say. Like she doesn't even use her powers, right? Which is which is why I, that's how they get it right, right? She's in the background of a you, lot of scenes. Yeah, they don't even call right. her jubilee. Really, we she could have just been an Asian chick with a yellow jacket, and we're all being racist. <laughs> yeah, it didn't say her name. No, I don't didn't. remember hearing her name. Like it's in the credits. 
Well, that means they didn't say it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, or that they might not have. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, it is her. Her name is Jubilee in the credits. And yeah, it's. Yeah, I didn't know what to expect. And they didn't do it wrong. They didn't do it right. And honestly, like I said, the, the low expectations really helped. Like, it helped me enjoy a lot of this movie. And I love Cyclops. I thought they did him amazing. Cyclops actually got a little bit of pop. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. Like, it's where he's the best characterized. Like, yeah. He seems like, yeah. although they did storm really well, too. But I like how they kind of, like, they put Scott in, and he seems like he is going to become the leader. Like, he seems like that's in his scope to, like, start leading. Even though he doesn't have a lot of the answers right now, it's because he's young. Like, he feels like he's going to reach that place. Even though I hate... I hate Nightcrawler tattoos. Yeah. I, I also like that th- this movie also finally addressed that the Havoc's brother is Scott Summers in this movie this time because we never see that mentioned in any previous movies. But it's kind of interesting because Havoc would be, I don't know how many years older than Scott is. He's not older. And that's one of the things I didn't like about it. You know, Havoc. what's weird is that like, the whole thing takes place 13 years apart. Yeah, no, I mean... And I mean, Xavier's like, old as fuck in 13 years' time. Well... From James McAvoy. Oh, I see what you're saying. Like, you're saying that, that it, this one takes place 13 years from X-Men, the first thing. It, well, from Wolverine Origins. It's interesting oh. because these movies, the, if you look at the connections... Huh? If you look at the connections, uh, First Class was 63, Days of Future Past was 73, and now this one is 83. I'm assuming the f- next one is going to be 93. The whole thing was retcon in Days of Future Real Past quick. anyway. Hmm? Yeah. Yeah. Quickly in chat, Kazan's believe the mutant you choose to fight by your side when the only other option is Dazzler. If you were reading the comics, you wouldn't say that. Like, they're doing... Well, they've actually been actively using Dazzler really well for, like, ever since the X-Men versus Vampires. They've just been doing really cool shit with her. That's true. Um, even right now, is a part of A-Force. Like, it's too bad that the Easter. only mention of Dazzler is as an Easter egg that's going to be in a deleted scene, most likely. Uh, Kitsune says, I would have liked to see a little of her power. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know that they would have gotten it right, and I wasn't, didn't really know what to expect, so I'm fine with what happened. And a hex says Dazzler's greater than Jubilee. That's true. That's personal opinion. It is, in fact, personal opinion. But it's also. Yeah, I have to agree. Dazzler is better because she was in a video game, at least. There you go. Tiger Claw Groups. You're wrong. He said Dazzler. You know, when that happens, you kind of have to take a step back. 
and assess everything. <laughs> I mean, he didn't even let him finish saying talking. Like, uh, you're right. He he literally just said she's better. She's in the video game. That's what. Yeah. I mean, Jubilee was in the game too, so that's true. Well, that's not the answer you should be given. But Tiger probably doesn't know. He doesn't really know X Men. Exactly. So. <laughs> So when, so when he says Dazzler is better than Jubilee, you know you're you're wrong. Caller, you are the sixth member of Fantastic Forum. Tell us who you are, where you're calling from, and what you want to talk about. Hello. Hello. My name is my name is Derek. I am calling from uh, Glendale, California. I'd like to talk about uh, X Men Apocalypse, the movie. Talk to us. What do you think? Dazzler is better than Jubilee. That was proven in the comics. Uh, Basically, because for Jubilee to be even interesting, she had to be killed and turned into a vampire. That kind of tells you that her power set kind of sucked to begin with. That kind of well, if you true. believe that a character's only interesting point is their power, then sure. Okay. I actually well, think Jason is a lot more interesting, but I, to I each his own. Feel like like you're about the power and the spectacle and all the flash the makes power book. Popular it's a superhero comic book. So you're saying a superhero comic book? We should ignore the superhero comic book part of the superhero comic book. You know, so, you know, you go, you do your thing. You go, you go. You know, aside, you know, for a superhero, Jubilee's great, except as long as you don't take into account any of her superhero abilities. You know, you know when Jubilee, I think, was at her best when she was Lumina. No, when was that? Uh, back when she was right. doing. Uh, right after Kirkman. Wait, is that is that for during New Warriors? Yeah. Oh no. Even though it's not bad, that's kind of cool because she lost her powers, and then you know was trying to like still superhero, and that's cool. Like I like that aspect. Mm-hmm. But no, I was gonna say, um, uh, friggin' Gen X, Generation X. That's oh, yeah. I think she that was that was that. yeah yeah because she was kind of like the leader of that pack. Because she was the one that had been an X Men, right? And she had an interesting team around her, and you know she it's, almost she almost was kind of like uh, the Cyclops, where you know because that was back when like the imagining Cyclops back when people didn't realize how how strong he was. Mm-hmm. But you know he had that leadership kind of quality, and so it's like it didn't matter that her powers weren't like the strongest. She was the one that had like the skills, right? So, like I don't know, I've. I found her. I found her interesting throughout her career. Um, that last run of X Men, I thought she was good. Yeah. This current run of, no, not the current run. The, the Secret Wars, Runaways. I thought she was cool. She was. Um, I'm hoping they work her in the A Force at some point. I don't think they will though. There's too many other like Dazzler has her spot. <laughs> yeah. Too many, there, there are too many people with really good powers in A Force to. To throw in there. What you think of X Men Apocalypse, Derek? Uh, I enjoyed it. Uh, it was it was interesting to to me to see how how little uh, Jennifer Lawrence and and Michael Fassbender wanted to be there, and it was obvious that they you can almost see all the contractual obligations that were on Jennifer Jennifer Lawrence's like uh, list when she, when she was on the screen. It was like, look. I'm gonna be in that blue. I'm gonna be in that blue makeup, three, maybe four times tops. That's right. it. I'm, uh, as far as as far as action scenes, look. If you get me to throw a punch, 
<laughs> you're doing good. Anything else? You're going to bring that stunt lady in because I'm not doing nothing else. Same thing for uh, Fastbender. Fastbender was like, look, I'll give you one scene where I crack a tear. Everything else, I'm just going to stand there and look and, and, and look like me. And said, well, what about the giant fight scene at the end, uh, Mr. Fastbender? I'm just going to stand there with my hands out and you guys do whatever you want around me, but I ain't moving. That's it. But that's that's not him, right? That's probably the writing, right? No, that was that was fast because the writing is what got Jennifer Lawrence should not have been in this movie if, if it wasn't for that contract she signed like eight years ago, right? And the fact that she became a big star, she, they, like she her character was written up so much and became so important for no reason. To at the end, she is. Are we doing spoilers? Uh no, no, We're, no big spoilers. You can okay. Well, at the end, she turns out to be. Way more like I mean I'm talking about the very last scene, like the literal last scene. I'm like, what is she doing there? Like right. that's not what she should be doing. No, I agree with you. I agree with you. Where it's like, it's it it doesn't make any sense. Like not only does it not make sense from the character perspective in regards to like the comic books, but even in regards to the continuity that the movie sets for itself, it doesn't make sense. So it's kind of like, well, okay. It, it would have made more sense for Magneto and her and Mystique to switch roles. That would have made more sense, and even then, it still wouldn't have been great, but it would have been better. And I don't get how, once again, I'm not going to say anything, but I don't care what Magneto does at the end, that son of a bitch should not be walking around. Like, I don't care, like, he did some bad, bad stuff and him and Storm should be in jail. <laughs> yeah. See, and that's another thing. I don't, like, I didn't, I didn't, I like, don't think that's 100%. He wasn't coerced. He, like, he was like, I'm down. He's like, first, I'm going to kill these motherfuckers, and then we'll talk. Like, he wasn't really coerced at all. Storm, you can say, well, she was young and impressionable, but Magneto knew exactly what he was doing. I think Storm actually gets mind-controlled, I think, to a degree. You know, but you know what I don't like about these movies too, and it's this damn like friggin' Zack Snyder man. Like, what is this thing with with hair and like things happen to you and your hair changes? Like, what's that all about? Like, that's ridiculous to me. Wait, what? Like, remember what, what in, Zack Snyder do with hair? But like in the X Men movie, the the first X Men movie. What does Zack Snyder do in the first X Men movie? Oh, I'm sorry, friggin'. Who am I talking Brian Singer. 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 Freaking Singer. What's Singer's thing with hair? And, like, things happen to your hair when things happen to you. Like, like, like you how- mean, like, when Rogue got her, Rogue, when Rogue first got her, uh, her oh, streak? Hey, remember how Magneto put in that machine? Yeah. yeah. And it made that white stripe in her hair happen? Yeah, that was weird. Yeah, that's ridiculous, right? And then the same thing happens to freaking, to freaking Storm? Oh, right, I remember. And I'm like, what the hell? What? What is it with this guy? Like, there's 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 two two hair changing scenes in this movie. <laughs> two two separate times where something happens to somebody and their hair is different because of it. What? Look. I like how uh, Western uh, Mystique's whole thing was be proud, you're a mutant. This is who I am. This is the form I am. I I, I love this form. And then she literally comes up and says. 
I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna look like that anymore. I'm gonna. I'm gonna look like this other form, which she hates, which to her is a, uh, uh, what do you call it? An abomination of her true self, and that's the form she she takes. Not like when she's out in public, when she's hanging around the X Men, when she's hanging around her friends. She's like, I'm just gonna look like this white girl. Yeah. Why? That's not. That's not. Mm-hmm. That goes against everything you believe in, and also, it literally how just- stupid is it to have? A, a picture of a woman who is a shapeshifter, and like that's my hero. Like, well, she don't look like that no more. She's a sh- <laughs> she's the most wanted shapeshifter in the world. You're never gonna see that face again. But yeah, but guess what? You know, ugh. You know, the only reason they can't recast her is because they don't have the star power. Thing is, they don't need it. Wait, what? What? Why do they need star power? Because they want people to like they, see the movie. People will see it because I mean, it's X Men. They're going to see movie. it because it's X Men. They don't. Fox doesn't have the kind of faith in the movie. Like, well, you like know, if you have Jennifer Lawrence under contract, I mean, you're going to waste her. That's like, funny I, because I, I Brian would, Singer. I would do exactly what Fox did. That's funny because Brian Singer thinks I would also, thinks I would also build a people movie might want to see a Mystique movie. You guys can't talk at the same time. Also, I heard work. Brian Singer got put off the X Men. That's what it sounds like, but then he says he's taking he, a break. But yeah, but no, he's saying that he's like, taking a break from it because he's been doing too many of these movies. He wants to do some other what stuff. He said, but I hope it's good. You heard Tiger Claw mess around and just say how he's like, oh, I think we'd be like it'd be a good to have a mystique solo film. Right. And I'm like, like why would what, that be good? It wouldn't be good. But what makes him feel like Jennifer Lawrence will do that joint? She wouldn't. I know Mystique can do, like, carry a story because I read comics. But the people at Fox don't. I'm, I don't even understand, like, Marvel is, is, you know, they up until very recently, they were second-guessing a Scarlet Witch movie. I'm Scarlet Witch. A Black Widow movie. But Fox... Yeah, I'm second-guessing that, too. They shouldn't. That would be a great movie. It would be awesome. I know and that. I think Scarlett Johansson is a lot more up for that than Jennifer no, Lawrence is for Mystique. No question. Scar- Scarlett Johansson would make that happen. Wait, did you the guys... Thing, oh, no, no, the weird thing is, you know, you already get a lot of people that don't 100% understand why Black Widow was on the team. And so when you try to spin off, off of a character where they're not sure why they're on the team, I think you're going to get a lot of people that don't know why they should watch that movie. You know what? I, here's the thing. All they have to do is market that bad boy right. I think enough people will go see it just because it's the next Marvel movie. And there's some people that will go see it just because it's a female lead movie. But once they get there and actually watch it, they'll be like, I, I understand why it is she's on the team. Well, yeah. Because, no, I agree with you. Yeah. If they see it, right. then they'll know. But they're but not going to not go see it. That's... It's, it's, I'm not 100 percent sure that's the case, I, and I, you know, I want to see a Black Widow movie, like fucking Paul Tobin's uh, Black Widow and the Women of Marvel is yeah. one of my favorite miniseries. More people would go see a Black Widow movie than went to go see Ant Man. That went to go see X. If they if they market if they if they build it kind of as a as. As a Jason Bourne type movie or a action slash spy thriller instead and not a superhero movie, then yeah. 
despite right. the fact that it will be awesome, and he, I can see why people would be weary of it. Or wary, wary of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I can see why they would be. Like, and honestly, I agree with you. Once people go see it, they will understand. I don't... They would have to put... What? They would have to put this guy in it. Yeah, I forgot his name. A lot of people like salt. Salt was salt. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's... No. But a lot of people saw it. Yeah. Also, why? Yeah, people saw that. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Like I said, if I thought they could get people to see theaters, I would be 100%. No, 110%. I, did you not know that Scarlett Johansson was pregnant through Avengers? Don't look at me, man. I put a fake quick on that one. You yeah, might be like, gotcha, bitch. <laughs> Maybe so. No, I mean, like, I'm trying. No. Yeah, like, they have a lot of visual effects on Scarlett Johansson. Oh really? To make it look that particular scene, and a lot of stuff doubling, and a lot of like that blocking where you have the scene from the from the chest. Yeah, a huh. lot of that happening. If you, if That's you watch it, you'll see it. But I, mean, I didn't know that. Somebody told it to me recently. Huh. That's her. interesting. I mean, she was. I like, know personally, like, she was like a little pregnant. She was like eight. Pregnant. Wow. I know. Aren't you supposed to do not supposed to do her karate's anymore? Uh, she did. The third time. Yeah. No, they had like that scene. She talked about being in that scene where she grabbed the uh, Winter Soldier legs and he held her up for like four hours. Oh, yeah. Oh well, I don't know. That baby might come out before. Zika. Damn it, man. Makes me want Resident Evil. No, I'm, that's no. a name suggestion. For the kid. You are dumb. Little <laughs> <laughs> I will say that everybody that was talking crap about Olivia Munn, she was, I thought she was uh, one, uh, except for the accent, which I'm glad they didn't even have her try. Uh, <laughs> she was, she was, I, when I looked, everybody else, it took me like a second uh, to say, oh, that is that person. Oh, 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 that's this person with a different outfit. Psylocke was Psylocke, all, I, like all the way. Except all for, the way. Except for when she used that whip. I don't know where the whip came from, but I like, still, I didn't like movie. the the blade is what's in the comic. When she was fall, when when she was falling and like, was not worried at all, I was like, "That's a bad bitch right there." Like, <laughs> that that's like I like her. When you look at like, her, the guy with wings was scared, and she was like not even close to worried. What? What do you say, like, Jay? It doesn't look like blade that like her. Blade in the movie looked a lot more bladeish than it does in the comic. There's two blades. One is like the psychic katana, and one is like the psychic blade, like the the short one that you're used to seeing her. And right. She, she used both. She there was a point where she made the the psychic blade, like she used it and made it like long, which is something that she does not often, and it's not like it looks wrong to I, me. I hear you. It's like her. I. I'm used to the classic fucking the psychic dagger. Like around her fist. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, I, and she did that a little bit, but she used the psychic katana more. Yeah. Which which is... Not a fan. Yeah, well, but that's... But I like the psychic whip. The psychic katana 
is what she uses more so lately. He doesn't Which like psychic whip, the... but he likes lightsaber slingshot. Well, dude, well, let me tell you, it's not. There's not a. There's a slingshot, and then there's a lightsaber. Those are two different things. And then also, Jedi's do all types of stuff. Psylocke doesn't make a whip out of her psychic thing. Like that's just not what she does. Yeah, and I don't. I don't like. It. But I was it fine make with it. Sense to me for whatever reason. It reminded me of that one Sith that Darth Bane had a crush on. Yeah. That he killed. Uh-huh. Yeah. And See, so I like that. No, but that's a different thing, though. See, like, if it was energy, I'd be all for it. But it's it's psychic. Like, it's psychic energy. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like... Well, if it's psychic, it should have an easier time doing that. Well, no, but it's not about easier time. It's what it's supposed to do. Like... When it hits you, yeah, it should not have done what it does, what it what it did a couple of times, but still, right? It, it, cool. it it's getting treated like an energy rope, and it's not an energy rope. Yeah, I well, know. Also, you need to realize that that Fox and these writers have no idea what any of the X Men's powers do because they have Psylocke's eye force, like catching stuff on fire, his eye beams, and that's not what they do. They don't catch stuff on fire. Or better off the Jubilee didn't use her powers. <laughs> it depends on what he hits, right? No. Well, if you hit a tree, unless you're not supposed to catch on fire. Well, no, because I mean, it's, like it's, it's. I know I've never seen him hit a tree and it turn in the fire. It's a force. It's a it, concussive blast. Right. It's not. It's not. It's not. not heat. Right. So it shouldn't it's set force. a tree on fire. Well, it, it's still friction. <laughs> You're reaching. You are reaching a long way for this. I, mean, like, Look, I, I love Cyclops in this movie. He's not supposed to turn people. Look, it's okay. We can love something, but still admit when right. they got it wrong. And it's, it's Brian Singer, okay. so it's okay uh, if it's bad. Like, they treated his eye beam like a laser, and it's not. It's a concussive blast. They, they treat it like a laser, but not really, though, because like, think about the scene in the bathroom when his first gets his powers. They don't treat it like a laser then. They treat it like a force blast. Right. Yeah, that kid should have been killed because he got he took the full force blast of Cyclops' eyes. Like they're well, he was with a kid in the bathroom? That's uh, that Brian Singer influence. That, <laughs> not like that. I mean, think of it this way, Lawrence. They did it as a concussive blast in the bathroom. You think they said, well, you know, hitting this tree you know, scientifically would make it with this concussiveness, it would actually catch on fire? Fox. Or they just did it for a visual effect? Fox is in the writer's room figuring out the formulas, man. They're, they're getting, no, they're, they're not. not. <laughs> and that's okay. They're like, you know... What? Like, they did a lot of things good, they did some bad, and there's some that don't matter, yeah. but you know, that actually falls under the rule of cool. Which, <laughs> it has... Yeah, it looked cool, so yeah, we let them get away with that. It's like, yeah, really yeah. cool. Overall, you got it. Overall, they, Cyclops, they did a good job with him. Yeah, I, I really love Cyclops. I really like Jean Grey. I was like, Jean Grey was actually pretty good, too. I I was shocked. Uh, they, I think for the movie, look, I see her in the Miss Marvel outfit. Look, if that girl wasn't in uh, Game of Thrones, she would have had a lot less screen time because she didn't do nothing. She just stood there and looked. She just stood there and looked like the Game of Thrones girl half the time. Like a, she didn't do nothing till the end. You know what? And at the end, how come she's still walking around? Because once she does what she does at the end, isn't that it for her? Like, isn't that 
always supposed to be like she's done after that, right? I, you know, one of the I things I had wanted, I was kind of hoping in the back of my mind they would do, even though I knew they weren't, is I was hoping they would show Professor X kind of dampening her powers, which, you know, in the comics she does. In order, because she's like so powerful that if she's given full reign, you know, you know, you know the thing. Yeah, yeah. Professor X has been dampening her powers yeah. for years so that she doesn't kill everyone accidentally. Right. Which I wish they had alluded to that, but I, but I knew they weren't going to. Right. Well, but they know. had a, they had like two opportunities to do it, and I was. In the back of my mind, hoping. In a perfect world, we'll scrap all these X-Men movies and get a fresh stuff. Yeah. It should be a, the next like one should be a re- reboot. If, which is probably going to be like 23rd or never. I don't Unless know. Never. Marvel act. ain't never getting it back. Marvel, Marvel's given up on getting the X-Men back. That's why, that's why we have Inhumans. Uh, let's move on. Uh, let's, talk about, let's talk about Preacher. So, Preacher premiered on AMC, what was that last week, Sunday? Was that this past Sunday? Yeah, so. nah, two Sundays ago. No way. Yeah. Has there been two episodes? No, they, uh, they, oh, they I guess because of the holiday, holiday they took uh, a break. A break, yeah. <laughs> okay. So, the pilot premiered two weeks ago. Why would you start right in front of a holiday just to take the day off? Or why? That, just, was, a, that was a bad decision. Like, why take the day off? I mean, because yeah, people are home. Right, and the Game of Thrones aired, like, yeah. So, and Silicon Valley. There you go. Right. How is Game of Thrones doing? Good. People still love it. Yeah. What's not to love? They love that Sansa. She's in. A, she's. I heard she's in a brand new movie. Walking around, looking amazed. I'm. I'm actually glad I never read accent. the book. Yeah. Was Sansa's the younger one? Sansa's uh, the. Older daughter, but at this point they're they're like past the books, right? You saw like now, just now hit past. They just now passed the books. Yeah. Now they're free to just make up whatever the fuck they want. Yes, dude. Is that what you want? Yeah, I was trying to remember if she was the older one, but yeah, she's the older one, not older the younger daughter, one. Yeah. She's the one I don't care about. Oh, I mean, senses. I mean, she's not as cool. I mean, she doesn't actually do anything in the books. Well, hey, hey, no spoilers. It doesn't know. matter. Hey, they changed it all. They already changed it. Yeah. I don't like know. you're on a different yeah. You're on a different route than the book. I don't know. I don't know. Like I'm yeah. telling you, I'm telling you. Okay. You're on a different route. Well, Anything that I say is, about the book, like technically, technically <laughs> we can spoil it for Joe. Supposedly, because for this season, George R. R. Martin told them what was going to happen that he hasn't written. Oh, yeah. So yeah, they're, they're past the books now. So. Right, in the book raped in the book she is just a normal girl trying to live out her life. But Brand she did a little bit of trauma, but it's just the stupid girl trauma. Sansa in the T V show has a hard life. I know. In the book she's got a fairly easy. I mean she has a Yeah, her life is fine. Right, compared so, to the others. So it's the Game of Thrones cinematic universe is what you're looking at. <laughs> Preacher. Um, last week, most fandom was like, read the first three issues of Preacher, or we're not even having this conversation. I've done that. And then I watched the Preacher TV show, 
And I will say, the Preacher TV show is pretty much nothing like the Preacher comic book. It pretty much like there's like a concept maybe that they take and say, and then that's it. I think. Yeah, but that worked for I Zombie. Should work no. for Preacher. But you know why it worked for I Zombie? Because none of those characters are in the comic. It's just a similar. Well, uh, uh, okay. who? In the comic? Gwendolyn? Gwendolyn? Sure. I mean, I don't know who she is on the TV show. Liv Moore is the main character in the TV show. Gwendolyn is the main character in the comic. They didn't even keep the name. Right. It's a totally different person. Like, it's not, it's like, it's. it could be in the same universe. <laughs> But it, right. they literally just took the. They, they actually took more of the comic book art, yeah, than they did of the actual like writing and concept. So yeah, that's nothing like it. It's a totally different story, possibly set in the same universe. I'm okay with that. They didn't bastardize anything. they bastardized it a little bit. No, I mean. Because it's like they're, they're better concepts of the book than. Well, yeah, but show. that's for that the concepts story in the, the book, book were amazing. Yeah, like but I that, love those. That's for that story in the book. You can still have those concepts and still have this, like just like you have different types of zombies. You have rage zombies. You have gotcha. you have uh, voodoo zombies. Like, right. It's like an ultimate instead of yeah. right. Like they had two different types of werewolves in this in, right. in there. You know. Right. But creature, on the other hand, yeah, that is totally like. Oh, we love this comic. We want to see it done for TV. Nothing like what we like. Really weird to me because I. Remember. It's not that weird. It's the creative team behind the Green Hornet movie. But I like that movie. The but Green I'm Hornet? not a. Yeah, but I was never a Green Hornet fan. So. But like, so Seth Rogen, right? Yeah. Like I can totally. See he reads it. comics. Right. That's like, what I'm saying. Like, why would Seth Rogen like be like, dude? I love this comic, and then this is what. The television version of it. He had nothing to do with it other than shell out the money for the rights. Honestly, I don't see Seth Rogen being that backbone bonus. Like <laughs> Seth Rogen has no integrity. I mean, he had death threats I mean, for the for the the what the interview, and he still went out and promoted. That's like true. that's backbone. That's true. This was mm-hmm. like, like he went up against North Korea. Like America oh, can't the interview. do that. Yeah, oh, yeah. that was. I don't know if that was backbone. That was just no. He said, yeah, I mean, has, has he been to North Korea lately? No. Nobody has, other than Dennis Rodman. Yeah, Dungeon Buster went. People went. Dungeon Buster went. Yeah. Is he in the military? No. No. Recently, they had an event in North Korea, and a bunch of people were invited. What was it like? It was Space City Comic Con. <laughs> no, I think it was the guy's birthday or something. They gave him a uh, a new title, right? He was like the head of the. the party. I it's... think, I think the last American that went there got uh, fifteen years hard labor for trying to steal a sign. I mean, honestly... there's actually a really cool documentary about some guys that went in and they. Uh, this was a few years ago. They managed to take some secret footage and show like how fun. Yeah, it's called the interview. Is really really is. Was it the one where they pose as like doctors to help people see? No, oh. they were actually 
like a documentary crew and right. they were invited and instead of just filming what they wanted to film yeah, they, the film, they, they actually like secretly yeah. filmed uh, I'll get that guy for, no I'm not because I remember where it is yeah, Dungeon Buster says he went you can go but you have to jump through red tape and not be a journalist I hate jumping through red tape <laughs> I wouldn't yeah. mind going. Then it gets red, in my hair. Red tape is, is unusually strong. It's like, <laughs> and it like the glue kind of melts, <laughs> but it doesn't come off. Yeah, right. And it just leaves your hand all greasy. You know, like when you try to pick your like rear light, rear the brake light. I want to go just to see how fucked up their technology is. Henry like, Rollins got a good story about being there because he's trying to keep a secret who he is, and he says he was talking about how his translator and I. Broken English when he's talking to him, and then he's other people recognize them, and all of a sudden his translator like, "How do they know you?" Like just perfect English, and he freaked out. That's wild. All right, back to preachers. Sure. Yeah. All right. But so I have to talk about North Korea. The guy, look, ass face is an ugly motherfucker, which I'm tired of seeing him. Well, and on the just, TV show, he looks handsome as fuck. I don't not enough for me to look far. at him. Well, let me show you but, what he's supposed to. But he no, no, I'm, I'm he's, good. he's worse looking in the comic than he is on the show. See, I'm straight. I'm good. Because in the show, they, they give him, like, the mouth, but that's it. I've only seen the stills of him. Well, like, he doesn't have a jaw in the comic. Because it's like that quarter of his face is burnt blown off. That's kind of true, but he kind of has a little bit of a jaw. It's like, more than anything, it's more like, because he has like a dent in his head, and yeah, his hair... It's the pellets in his face. His hair isn't full in. Oh, man. He does look terrible. Yeah, like, he looks like he's been through some stuff. But... Whereas the TV show guy look, just looks like his face looks like an like, ass. He has an asshole mouth. That's right. He still, has a, he still has a chiseled jaw. Yeah, he's got a superhero jawline. Yeah. That motherfucker could be Booster Gold. Dang. Booster Gold somewhere, so, somewhere like that's messed up. Uh, fuck Booster. I want somebody to be Booster Gold. You know who somebody was telling me uh, in the comic shop should be Booster Gold? Brad Pitt. I like <laughs> Brad Pitt Booster Gold. You gotta be shitting me. <laughs> I'd like to see that. He could do it. Oh, yeah. Like, that's actually kind of genius. Yeah. No, Brad Pitt's booster gold is like a little, a little bit like a small dash of like Tyler Dirt. A little, uh, but more so, you know what? More so, like it's the guy from Twelve Monkeys. <laughs> that, like, I don't know. I know, like, so, yeah, Tyler Durden and what's his name at the end of the movie? Edward Norton. The spy movie. Terrible. You remember the terrible Isn't spy. It, it, in. Isn't it like saying you want uh, Steven Spielberg to direct the next like movie? Because it's not gonna have like Brad Pitt's not gonna be Booster Gold. That's true. Probably not. But yeah, his face is too handsome. Okay, it's true. And and it's just really interesting because like you know like the, just the like concepts aside, even if you did like if you treated the characters. I feel like if you treat the characters the way they were supposed, or at least 
closer to their comic counterparts in this show. Just like the aesthetic of the show itself doesn't lend itself to like the same kind of tone that the comic sets. Preacher is one of those things that you can't like if you don't do it the way it is. You only understand if you read it, and that's why I wanted people to read it before we talk about it. Because huh. if you divert just a little bit, it stops being what it is. Yeah. Because right. it deals with racism, it deals with blasphemy, it deals with... And it doesn't hold back. So, I know it just started, so you, you haven't really got... Are you going to keep watching it? No, so sorry, I was going to, just so that we talk about it, but they didn't air one yes, last week. So. so, I'm wondering, and this for both of you, what is kind of truer, or what delivers better, Gotham or Preacher? They're in the same boat. Yeah. But I, th- I think at least... Like, Preacher's look, more entertaining. Here's the thing. Well... I think so. I, I don't know. Like, I guess maybe because I read all of them and I loved it, I can't watch it without separating what it's supposed to be like. Well, that's it's like true. black people kinda... watching Gods of Egypt and being angered that they're white. It should honestly. It should be that. It should be that same argument. Because I didn't get a chance to see that. I wanted to. Now it is me saying this. Right. I know you're not going to agree because you're black and it hits harder for you. <laughs> but you don't know how hard. <laughs> like you don't love preacher. Like I, you don't. You don't love preacher. Yeah, I don't. I don't like you love regards. being black. And holding, you know, what? you know what I mean. You kind of get what I'm saying. No, I, I get it. Like you love preacher a lot more than Lawrence loves being black. That's like religion to me. I don't, I don't. In a way, true. like <laughs> if if, if, uh, well, if their scripture we'll written, you're not going to get as offended at gods of Egypt as Mo is going to get at preacher. Well, right. Listen, I'm not going to get as offended at anything. As Mo's gonna get offended by anything. <laughs> That's just because I'm not Mo. But not because I don't care. <laughs> I'm just like, you know, I don't I'll tell you, Mo and I are different people. <laughs> the thing about Gotham is that it's telling you stories that at least from what I've seen, which is one episode, that may or may not have happened before Batman came to be. Yes, yes. You I, should watch it. Lawrence watches it I, all the look, time. Lawrence watches yeah. it because he's a pussy whip bitch. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. That, that's why. That's yeah. why I watch it. What's well, either that or because you a, like it. I'm a yeah. pussy whip bitch. So you like it? It's one of the two. Either you like it or you're a pussy it, whip bitch. It turns out there's a third option. Who knew? <laughs> What's the third option? What's the third option? The third option is my girl likes it and I like to make her happy. That's what pussy whip that's a pussy whip bitch no, answer. No. Yeah. Okay. Otherwise you would make her watch it by herself. Well, and, and what's wrong with that? Like sometimes that's the look, you guys are making it sound like that's the worst thing to be a pussy whip bitch, and some people are like, Look, if I could just be a pussy whip bitch, that would that would change my life. Wait, I just like I just want to go on record and say I'm not a pussy whip bitch. One Be proud of your pussy whip bitchness, uh, Lawrence. No, like, it's like, like watching something with my girl. Like right now, you're gonna have to prove you're not a pussy. Watching bitch, something with my you girl sound to, like you are. to make her happy is not what being a pussy bitch is. No, you watch terrible shows just because Emily wa- watches them. Um, 
we, I do sit next to her while she watches. Like that's yes, that's a yes. That's a yes. I'm talking, <laughs> but I'm either playing Candy Crush or reading comics. But I do sit next to her. But, but I do is that what you do? You watch the show or do you play watching. Candy Crush? No, no, I, I watch the show with her. Yeah, but Swift bitch, man. <laughs> I mean. Because that's what men do when they're watching bad shows and they candy crush. Or, you know, look, I, I, sitting with my wife watching something is gratifying enough for me. I don't have to partake in what she's watching if I don't like it. If something happens that I want to check out or treat me, I'll watch the next five minutes. If not, I'll go back to reading my comic. I, I or I edit the archive. Me, or, I'm not, I'm not, not, I don't feel like there's anything wrong with sitting next to her. And if you want to do something else, then that's fine. I choose to watch the show with her, and that's okay. Like, she sits next to me. Probably more, There's probably more things I want to watch that she doesn't want to, that she sits next to me through. Yeah. Mia yeah, so, doesn't watch a lot of TV, so I watch it with her when she does. Quick side note. Um, Notice he didn't say that at the beginning. Yeah, he didn't. Um, I watched a show on YouTube called Extra Credits, and they break down Candy Crush and it is amazing. Extra credits is like game programmers yeah. and designers and artists, and they like talk about different things in the industry. And they actually break down exactly why Candy Crush works, mm-hmm. and it is amazing to hear. Uh, if you like game design yeah. in general, uh, you should check out Extra Credits on YouTube. But uh, when they talked about Candy Crush, it was amazing, and it was. Part of the stuff I, they said I knew subconsciously, but they really go in depth about why it succeeds the way it does. Like it's amazing. Actually, credits is awesome. Kitsune has a question for you, Larry. What's the question? What's wrong with being pussy? Because you're being kind of defensive. There's about nothing, it. I don't think that there's. Well, you know what? No, here's yeah, the thing. she says if it's good. Damn, no, no, go ahead. Here's the thing. Here's the problem with being pussy whipped. But that's a woman's thing. Yeah, I feel like the problem oh, with being I mean, pussy whipped is that. You, you like they it, want beta males. It takes it takes choice out of the equation. Like I feel like I don't have to watch. It's like if I didn't want to watch it, I would, and that would be okay. But that's what pussy whip is. Is you choosing to do that for her? No, that's not what pussy whip is. <laughs> yeah, that, no. Pussy whip is you not feeling like you have the choice and you do it anyway. Like that's being pussy. Do you feel like you have if a choice? I choose to do something that I feel like will make my woman happy. That's being a good boyfriend. <laughs> what? No, I'm sorry. I I watch this countdown list, and they have like one that's like the ten best boyfriends, and you know, watching TV with your girl doesn't come anywhere close to being on that list. Oh, okay. So you saying that makes you a good boyfriend just made me laugh. Oh, it doesn't. Can't seem that you are dick whipped. Oh, uh, you're not countdown worthy. I'll put it, put it to you like that. I mean, like, I'm not saying it's watching, watching a TV show with your girlfriend shouldn't be in the top 10 things that make you a good boyfriend. It's just, it's not that big of a deal. What I am saying, though, is I know it makes her happy, so I do it. And it's okay. I know it's a bad show. I can deal with it. I guess that's the whole thing. Like, I know that everything that she watches with me, she probably doesn't enjoy either. But she doesn't. Did you read Katsune's whole thing? Her... About comment. she watches stuff, or, or she says I do things for my man. Am I for she says I do things for my man. Am I fucking dick whipped? Calm down. I mean, 
Look, I've never heard that term before, but I love it. <laughs> why is it why is it all of a sudden bad to want to to do stuff with your significant other? Like, why is that a, a sign of weakness? Or to do something I mean, that pleases them? Like, it doesn't have to look. Please. Look, it, okay. p- pussy wick assumes you don't want to do it. Like, if you, you want to do something with them, then that's a, that's something else. But if you don't want to do it with them, but you kind of have to do it, then you that's you know that's have, different. That, have to is the the operative word. Have to do something. That's where Pussy Whip comes in. I think Gary has to. No, I, I actually do agree. I just I like Bustin' Lawrence's ball. I don't have to watch Gotham. If I told, if I was like, yeah, listen, Gotham's a terrible show. I'm not watching it anymore. She's like, oh, okay, and she watch it by herself or not watch it at all. Try it. That's the messed up part. Try to report next week. No, here's the thing. Wait, why are you guys trying? You can just like you try. It's like they're trying to uh, try to see. Let's see. Let's see how quickly we can break up Lawrence and Nia. No, that that would never break us up. But here's the messed up part is. I won't try it only because if I did, she would probably stop watching Gotham. Like that. Would be I mean, you've been doing her a service. Wait a minute, Lawrence. Uh, try. You know what? Go in there and, and pee on the carpet and see what she does. And if and just go, just go ahead and try. See what happens. I just <laughs> want to see what her reaction is going to be. Assume right. But Which... who gives a shit about Firefly? I do. Like they don't have, they don't have Batman right. They don't have Alfred right. They don't have, like. I love Firefly. Kind of. We're getting diverted from. We All right. Yeah, you're there. right. You love Preacher. The comic? TV show. No. Right? Lawrence, do you love Preacher? Uh, no, 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 no. But I, I oh, I'll ask you a better question. Lawrence, what show would better, Preacher or Fear the Walking Dead? Oh. You have two AMC shows, two comic book properties. You're in both of the original source material kind of this. Fear the Walking Dead is a better show to me. I like like the Walking Dead better. You watch that movie? No, I can't remember. No, like you, you, but you watch the Walking Dead? No, I don't watch. Are you stuck? Yeah, I, I don't like. Terrence, you used to look at me like I was crazy for not watching it. No, only because we were doing talk about it, but we don't really talk about it anymore. And it's like I look at you crazy because that's the only way I get a reaction from you. Otherwise, you're just like, okay. <laughs> you know, I have to take that. I have to take that step to get you. To like get into a conversation, you know, or, or kind of push you to, to to be able to come into a conversation. Now, like same with preacher, like it, it's it's a divergence, just like Walking Dead was. But at least the Walking Dead, the first episode, yeah, <laughs> was like okay, so they got that right, and then it just moves on to that. And uh, the preacher, it just totally undermines the gravity. Of let me put it through this way: in Preacher Number One, he gets possessed by Genesis, the entity that kickstarts the whole thing, mm-hmm. and then he blows up the church from his internal hellfire. Everybody dies. He's the preacher getting possessed at the moment. In the Preacher, the TV show, it happens when there's nobody in the church smoking a cigarette. He falls asleep, wakes up, and decides, "I'm here to save you." I'm going to be a good preacher. And then the next episode, they show him baptizing his ex-girlfriend and all this stuff. It's it's really strange. I I made a big mistake by trying to watch Talking Preacher. Uh, Talking Preacher? Uh, Not Preacher. (laughs) Like, they're talking about... It's like, nobody... Nobody... 
they took, so I, I think they like, said something like taking liberties with the story or something. But it's not. It's a total watered down. So each comic book show they do, they're going to have a talking dash. Every show they a, do, because they had talking salt. Oh, really? Yeah. Ratings-wise. Like, really? It's yeah, because it makes them not want to change the channel. You know they, what? They have a good lead. Actually, right. now that the I think about it, they all like. I get, I get it. And they it's start like, during the credit, the end credit. So it's like you're already engrossed by the time the end credit stops rolling. No, now that I think about it, I get it. It's like what we would normally go to the internet community for. Right. We don't have to. We can just not change the channel. Right. And you can call in live uh-huh. if, if you're in the right feed or the right time zone. Okay. <laughs> so yeah. I, okay, I get it. But. And you can still do the internet thing too, because well, yeah, yeah. But I mean, for us that don't like the internet, right? You know, I can see why, right? That would take off. Okay, but yeah, it, it's really, it's so, really strange. Like having read those first few issues, it was just like, like I know I don't only... even understand the point of like making like just from the first episode. It doesn't feel like any like the first issue of Preacher will, like, introduce you to the concept of, like, what the thing he's getting possessed by. You'll see angels. You know, you'll you'll get, like, uh, get a backstory. Bounty hunt. Now, let me ask you real quick. Do you think it's, like, an issue where I know sometimes things get, uh, comic books get turned into other media and people will think that the concepts of the comic are too high concept. No, none, none of it's high concept. It's all it all can translate. It's actually very because it is kind of low brow. It's like Tarantino, mm-hmm. right? Like Tarantino, you watch you watch Pulp Fiction, and you see they're going after something golden and bright, in and think it doesn't matter what it is or isn't. You're watching them go through that, right? And that's exactly how Preacher is. It's right. like they could have even not explained what Genesis is, right? And it would still, it was still, they could show you in issue 66 at the very end and you would still, you would still not lose anything. Right. And then the TV show, you actually lose something from not knowing what it is. Mm-hmm. No, okay. I, I agree. I'm just like, I don't even think they're going to call it Genesis. Yeah. And they're not going to, I mean, the whole, what he chooses to do with this new power in the comic is essentially uh, hold God accountable for being absent from creation, for not intervening in all this bad shit that happened in the world and in his name. And he goes on a quest to find him because he's somewhere on Earth. Mm. And he does in the comic. Yeah. yeah. In the TV show, he just starts baptizing everybody. So you're saying instead of watching Preacher, I should go watch Dogma. Uh, Dogma is kind of, it takes that from Preacher. Mm-hmm. In a weird way, only that God isn't malicious about it in Dogma, right? But in Preacher, he is. He just got tired of watching create over creation. Oh, okay. And he's actually afraid of Genesis. Now, should I read the comic? I know you're not a big. No, fan I mean of, me personally. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I know you're not a big fan of blasphemous thing. That's true. I mean, we, I mean, I like that one South Park. Kinda, I, I guess this would be kind of on that level. Only it'll, it'll you'll find it funny, mm-hmm. but it's it's you know it's dark humor, kind of like uh, like kind of like anti-Semitism is in Inglorious Bastards. 
Okay. Like Joe would love the what is it? Alien niggas. Yeah. Like, is, is that? I think that's what they say. Or like, like, it's crazy. It's, yeah. It's, there's a lot of racism. This racist ass cop, like racist ass sheriff. Yeah. It's just like, what is he talking about? In, in the comic, the, that racist ass sheriff gives Jesse Custer a bit of, of lip smacking, and you know the power that Genesis gives him is the ability to have the authority in his word that God has. Like he said, let there be light, and there was light. So Jesse has that now. So he just tells the cop, go fuck yourself. And then the cop dies because he rips out his own cock. And he's fucking himself. He bleeds to death. I should check this out. Yeah. In the TV show, he comes over to Jesse, and he's taking a swig of whiskey, and Jesse goes, <gasps> gets scared. Uh, probably cool not watching the TV show. Yeah, I mean, but he didn't have the power at that point. Hey, in the comic, he didn't meet that sheriff till after he got the power. It's another bastardization that ruined the show. Yeah, it it was interesting because I was yeah. It's but, like our face wants to kill Jesse Custer in the comics. Here it's like, <laughs> and he starts hugging him and shit. <laughs> okay, yeah, and he wants to kill him because he made his dad fuck himself. All right. But, I, I think I'm cool not watching Preacher. The show isn't bad. I'm kind of cool not watching Fear the Walking Preacher. Dead. And I think that's really where, where, what it yeah, comes Yeah, they down call to. it Evangelist. Or they made the movie. They, that actual plot from the first episode is the movie Apostle. With, uh, what's his face? Uh, Bobby D. Fuck. Not Robert De Niro, the other one from The Godfather. Oh. Joe Pesci? No, no, no. no. He's talking about Al Pacino? No, no, no. Pacino. Robert. Damn, Derek, you know. Bobby D. Robert Duvall? That guy. Oh. oh. Bobby D. <laughs> Mo, Mo and Robert Duvall go way back. Damn. Bobby D. They go out and have lobster brunch together. No, nah, he's steak. He's just steak? No, yeah, lobster. he's just cattle rancher. He's a real life cowboy. Is he real? Yeah. Oh. He, well, he's more of a gaucho because he really loves like Argentinian culture. Fair. Okay. I have to try and find Preacher. I mean, but that's after I find The Walking Dead because I still haven't read that, and I know I'm. You have supposed to at least try it. You have a Kindle, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. Because I have, I have them. All digitally. Okay. So I think. Yeah, we need to make that happen. Actually, though, what's more important to me is making uh, Invincible happen because I know you have that. Yeah, I have that too. Yeah, it's a good book. Which, yeah, Jeff has been telling me to that I need to read it, and I've wanted to, but you'd love it. So Oz, I know I don't want to hear this, but what did you think of Preacher? I enjoyed the show, but I don't really remember the comic. It's fair. <laughs> like, hey, you know. The, the the show itself is is enjoyable if you have no memories of what the comic is supposed to be. Um, I can tell you Amber caught a little bit of it and she loved the Preacher comic book and she said, oh, this this show is doing me nothing like the comic book. If they, if they didn't blow up the congregation, then she's out 
it's like even like you know they use like they were jumping from different locations right they use the like they put the letters up of where they are yeah it's like that makes it feel very much not like creature like that alone and Hmm. And it's not like it's a bad thing it's it's even kind of cool because it was like looking like kind of grainy and stuff and and the thing the reason why genesis goes to jesse is kind of they're kind of connected because it's I guess I'll spoil a little. In the comic, they're trying to bring the second coming of Christ, but there is not actual Christ coming because God abandoning creation. But they need faith in the people still, and they need to shock them, kind of like the Watchmen thing with when they bring down, mm-hmm. they blow up uh, New York, right? And they bring up the alien, which was awesome, right? So they're trying to do that, but with Jesus. But they're actually using descendant. They've been keeping the bloodline pure with inbreeding. And then this second coming of Christ is like a retard, and they can't have him be. <laughs> they can't have him be the Messiah. So once they see there's angels working with people that that have been guarding the bloodline of Jesus, and they're like, you know what? We got to use Jesse Custer because he's got the gusto that people need, and he has that power to unite the masses and, and bring the faith and so there's people hunting him down he's hunting down god um there's a, a space a, a heavenly uh cowboy bounty hunter that's hunting down um genesis and they're all in different parts of the world and they're all converging on this one they're all it's very it has a lot of that that on the road feel of the early supernatural um hit the power button yeah and it uh that's you power button no i tv it it went to sleep because the xbox died right so it'll no i just turned it off um so that it basically has that on the road feel that the early supernatural had only in this case, it's. I love the early supernatural. Yeah, like it's a, it's unfortunate that I haven't been able to watch it lately. Yeah, it's not but, too cool. But there is some cool characters that I like. It. But yeah, the first three, I mean, definitely the first two. But I think the third season does well too. But yeah, the the first two seasons were just amazing. Like you're going to see a lot of influences from supernatural in. In uh, when you read Preacher, okay. This last season of Supernatural had God in it. I don't know what they're gonna do next year. But see, even the yeah. whole thing with God abandoned in in Supernatural, God uh, abandoned creation, and that's what's that. He has to sign in. Oh. So he can get back in chat. Oh. That's so yeah, um basically that God abandoned creation, that's a theme in the last like five seasons of Supernatural, and that's all from from Preacher. Like even the way the an- angels deal with each other, like killing each other and, and hunting down humans and um whatchamacallit. Uh, Sam being like with the, possessed with that darkness, or Dean being possessed with that darkness, 
and angels fearing that, like that's that's all preacher. That's wild. Okay. And I gotta get back in the supernatural too. I miss that. I'm waiting till this season gets on Netflix. I just I want to watch them all. Okay. So what's our next topic? Um, we're almost done. We are almost done, but we have to talk about. Um, do we do news already? No. Okay. Yeah. Real quick, Justice League versus Teen Titans. What do you guys think of it? I loved it. I I don't know if I felt that strongly about it, but I liked it too. It's the best of those like newer Fifty Two uh-huh. movies that I've watched. It's, I can see where you're coming from with that. And I like. It was a there was a, the conflict, but it was mainly like just characterization of Damien, which is furthermore of like. I never liked Damien like that, mm-hmm. but now watching this, it's like I've kind of it, this one. It feels like he's been growing. Well, he's been growing as his own character, right? From the first time he came out to the second to this, and they did a real good job with him here. You know, because he has his own little like agenda that's the future agenda or whatever. Mm-hmm. But then him deciding, you know, him finding home. Because he's and in his interactions with Raven, I enjoyed. Yeah, I enjoyed Starfire. Yeah, like they did that well. No, you didn't like Starfire. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm, I couldn't let that. Dude, I'm gonna oh, fuck that. I'm sorry. Keep. What's what's happening, Joe? What's happening is. this and i wanted to get you guys to read this before we did this anime but i went and bought a digital copy of teen titans number six and teen titans number six is when i fell in love with starfire Mm -hmm. and this is not the starfire from teen titans six okay she's super passive and she doesn't give a shit about her friends and she's all submissive and it's really weird like like now, this is old 52 right yeah yeah but this is where i fell in love with starfire like look you only have the new 52 to be mad at that she <laughs> but even though we haven't even seen anything like this in the new 52 like we haven't seen her be submissive right which is what she is in like even in the new 52 she's not submissive right there, there was a whole controversy about that lawrence mm-hmm. It's Lawrence, like really, my, really quick. Please. This is my Starfire. When you threaten her friends and try to make them do what they want to do, she will shoot you in the face. Doesn't matter if you're Wonder Woman; like she will shoot you in the face if you try to make her friends do what she doesn't want, what they don't want to do. And we don't get that in that movie, which is why I do not like this interpretation of Starfire. This is a particularly painful interpretation of Starfire, I I just did not like that. Like, and, yeah, part of it is me. Part of it is the, the version of Starfire I fell in love right. with is the one that will shoot Wonder Woman in the face. 
in defense of her friends. You don't get that in this movie. Uh, you don't get you get a lot of diversions in some characters, but that's kind of what I liked about it. Only not because of what that had happened, but mainly because it proves to me why Marvel is better for me than DC. Like DC can't um, reinvigorate its characters. It just ha- it just creates a new version of theirs. And they don't, you know, like, this they is just create you get in the book, right, Lawrence? Like this, like you see why this is awesome, right? No, no, I, definitely. Because you're saying, well, so, but Marvel, they'll just, they won't have to reboot the character or create different versions of theirs. Did you go to the next? Unless page? it's part of the story. Did you see that? But they still reinvent their characters. Yeah, she's I mean, like, more fuck you, story. Wonder Woman. Yeah. No, I get I it. Uh, like. To go against Wonder Woman, like, hey, you're not going to force my friend to do something she doesn't want to do. Yeah. Uh, to shoot Wonder Woman in the face twice, like, that is the complete opposite of what happens in this movie. And then Damien has to step up and be the one that's like, hey, these are our people. We're going to take care of our own. It's like, it's particularly irksome to me. And I realize that's a personal thing. Um, There are things in this movie that are actually technically much worse. Um, Which, they have the scene where they're at the carnival and then they decide to fight and then Starfire goes through this anime magical girl transformation scene that... (laughs) That was really strange. Jesus Christ! I... What the fuck? And it's particularly painful to me my heart hurts because you could see they put a lot of more money into this particular sequence of animation right, right. there are more frames it's more yeah. the colors are sharper right. and it's yeah. like the intro to silverhawks as opposed Jesus to the cartoon Christ, <laughs> why why is she a magical girl what oh fuck. <laughs> and do it with and yeah, Jesus the thing is, they didn't do it with Raven. It's the whole out of thing. nowhere, Raven's in her costume. No, she uses oh. magic. Like she, yeah. right? Magic. That's what I'm saying. Like she should have had like, to. It's super subtle. It's how Raven would change. <laughs> right, but if you're gonna and... do that, that's the character to do it with. Yeah, yeah, oh. that's true. Yeah, I hate that sequence. But they do it with Beast Boy and with with. And Blue I Beetle. hate. Ooh. I hate, yeah. It's like the whole team roster, and it's. I love how wrong. they, they zoom in on her crotch. Just to show you that they're going to cover it. Yeah. And that's a typical magical girl anime yeah. trope transformation. It was- she doesn't have magical powers. Her, her shit doesn't work like that. It reminds me of that ridiculous, retarded Spider-Man and his amazing friends where they would just use their powers on themselves to change into their costumes. It's like, that didn't make sense then. It doesn't make sense now. Why are you doing that? And the answer is because they're the teen titans and teens like anime. And so because <laughs> teen is in the title, we are going to do our best to pander to teens. I wish you would talk like and this about Teen Titans Go. We haven't fucking seen any of this pandering shit in the New 52 animated universe. 
We haven't seen it in any of the Justice Leagues. We haven't seen it. We haven't seen it in the fucking Batmans that have been coming out. And God damn it. It just yeah, fucking it feels very strongly about this. Yes. Fuck. It's, As he should, though. It's so disappointing because there's a lot of things they do right. Like the casual swearing is something we've wanted to right. see the Teen Titans do. And illusions because to they're sex teen demon. Like, yeah, they had a lot of good shadowed nudity. Like, I love nudity in these things. And <laughs> I like when she's skyping Nightwing and he's just staring at her boobs. <laughs> it's that part isn't no, you like it, but it's not correct. It's correct. because they have been alluding since uh well, I think for, since Batman versus Robin, they've been alluding to the fact that Starfire and Dick are in a romantic relationship. So he has seen her boobs before. If they're in a romantic relationship, if they're having sex, which uh, they do imply in uh, Batman versus Robin, they imply that they are in a sexual relationship, and they go further to. Uh, Increase that innuendo in Black Bad Blood. Between all of the interactions between them, uh, Batman versus Robin being the least, where they just show her picture on the cell phone in a no, I'm sorry, in Son of Batman, uh, Batman versus Robin and Bad Blood, they implied that they actually do have a romantic relationship. He should not be turning away from her breasts, like he should have seen them before. And this actually flies in the face of everything they've been implying. No, that whole scene which, implies that they've had sex before. I mean, he's basically, like, it implies they're, at this point, friends that could just fuck at any moment. And he basically says everything but, hey, Netflix and chill. But why does he turn away? Maybe he doesn't see him in a while. He's just kind of like, oh, yeah, just try to be respectful. No, I don't buy it. Like, between Starfire being so as comfortable with her body as she is in the comics, and Dick being a man, like, I don't, who has seen them before, I don't get that. It doesn't make sense to me. So, yeah, you like it, but you haven't been paying close enough attention. <laughs> and again, it's one of the things that this movie does wrong. Um... Well, uh, enough. Let me yeah, let me feeling, talk about what yeah. this. I have a feeling Joe is gonna write a letter to DC to tell them how they fucked it all. Lawrence, up. what up, Lawrence? Uh, could, could you try calling Heck? I tried it. It's not working. Every time I try, it's, he can't connect because he has to update his Skype. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I've talked about what they've done wrong. I think there's like one or two things I missed, but I, I want to. I do want to say this movie does do some stuff right, and one of the things it does right is the pacing. The pacing is amazing, and I love that. Even though we don't, we don't actually get that like head-to-head battle with the Teen Titans versus the Justice League. It's okay because everything that does happen feels so organic and is paced so well that it seems right and natural. 
which is one of the things I loved about this movie. I agree with that. Um, yeah, like if they had tried to force it to be at one point Justice League versus Teen Titans, I think it would have fell apart. Or not fell apart, but it definitely would have been worse for trying that. And so they don't do that. They do everything pretty well. Um, I don't like Superman asking Starfire if this is her idea, and she's like, meekly says yes. Like, she's not a meek person. It's, I'm sorry, we're talking about the good things. Um, yeah, I thought it was well paced. The action was well done. I like the character development from from Bad Blood to this was amazing. Like, yeah. they developed these characters so well. Everyone gets the same amount of characterization except for Raven. And all of the extra characterization for her is directly relevant to the plot. Which is something Bad Blood did not do. So, I thought that was amazing. Uh, very well done. Yeah. Um, did not like the music montage. Again, that's teen pandering. No, no, the, no. Trying was- to make it like a teen movie like your standard teen movie which is way too long too because it's like just at that carnival yeah and we don't need any of that and the dance dance revolution scene is made even worse because you have two songs back to back which sucked and actually dance dance revolution doesn't work in the way that you can be down for half the song and then come back and win uh the writers obviously don't know how dance dance revolution works (laughs) um and uh yeah, so you have what it does bad is just really, it stands out because of how bad it is and it's out of place. But what they do well is amazing. So I even like how they organically get you to the place where you kind of have the Teen Titan team that you're used to seeing. Right. Where you have like, you know, Cyborg with them, even though he's a member of the Justice League. Yeah. And yeah, it was cool. Like it was really and, and, and I, I love the I love the one conversation where he's like, Hey, how about you join their team? And he's like Cyborg is like, Well when you play for the big leagues, you know Right. Like, oh fuck you. And and even like Blue Beetle seemed like he fit. Even yeah. though Blue Beetle they did not him like a traditional great. member. Well, and he he is. in the old fifty two he is a big part of the Teen Titans for a while. Blue Beetle? In the old 52, yeah. He's like what, the, the like... Not Ted Court. Oh, wait, there was a young Blue Beetle in the new... Yeah. Movie? I mean, the old 52? Ted uh-huh. Court died on the line. There was, there was a new Blue Beetle, a young Blue Beetle, when Booster Gold did that, that time-traveling flashback thing with Ted Court as the Blue Beetle. So there was both in the same, at the same time. Ironically, there was that Batman R.I.P. like tie-in. Like, like I don't remember. Like I'm thinking, like I, I mean, I guess I wasn't really reading DC comics on a right. regular regular basis until like. 52. And even if you were, you weren't reading Teen Titans. Tech Core dying was a huge event. I, I remember him dying. I don't remember a new Blue Beetle until the Latino. Right. Yeah, so the Latino one was next. Wait, but the Latino one was in the old Yeah. He was a part of the Teen Titans. Oh, I didn't, I didn't remember that. Well, yeah, yeah. 
You're right. I'm just saying. Hey, I remember us. And ironically, there's a really cool scene, a cool carnival scene with the Teen Titans. Um, we're all going to a little fuck. Um, yeah, there's this Let really cool down. scene where the Teen Titans are hanging out at Starfire Raven, uh, who was Impulse at the time. It's right before now you know it was right after you can't get flash um and you know they're kind of hanging out and raven gets this tattoo uh this tramp stamp of a raven on her ass and starfire's like it's your body like do what you want with it. like that being free which is one of where i get my core starfire traits from and you know bart's like oh i want to get a tattoo too and then you know he gets it and the immune system like thinks it's a disease and erases it and he just wastes his money and you know it's kind of a cool scene of the Teen Titans just hanging out which is what this movie tried to do except in the comic there wasn't this awkward teen music montage over it so it was like actually palatable right um, so yeah it's, man and overall I do like this movie better than Bad Blood but it's interesting to me, like when I watched this and I was comparing it to Bad Blood and Bad Blood seemed like it failed on a technical level at points and this seemed like it failed on just choice. Like these people <laughs> knew how to make a good movie they just chose not to in order to pander to teens because teens are going to be interested in it because it has Teen in the title, but yeah, that's wild. That's, it, I mean, it seems like it feels hard if that's the reason. Like, because it doesn't seem like it's a, a movie that's compared to other than those two parts. Which is why it's odd that those two parts are in there, right? Like, if you're not pandering towards teens, those two parts don't come in, and that makes the movie overall a lot better and cohesive, but someone got a bug up their ass about, well, it's teen in the title. Like, and I, I really hope there's some executive that didn't even get to put their name on it. That kind of just forced them to do it. I hope to God that they weren't thinking this themselves. I mean, the team that did it, and it's been a couple, it's been a while since I've seen it. Uh, it's been a few weeks, so I don't remember the names of everyone involved. But the people involved are intelligent and first in comic books. So I would hope they wouldn't feel like this musical montage and this dance dance revolution needed to be put in. I'd like right. to think that they were forced to put it in and it was beyond their control. Word. And then, so, if you can take those parts out, you actually have an amazing movie with a mischaracterized Starfire, but it's still pretty goddamn amazing. That's um, fair. Yeah, no, I mean, all, that's, all, a, that's how I felt. I'm, all in all, I like it, too. Yeah. It has some missteps. Outside of that, it's still really, really fun. Now... There was actually one more thing, and it actually doesn't have anything to do with the main plot, so I guess that's why we haven't talked about it. But they have the Legion of Doom in the prologue, 
Right. And uh, it's odd because I think that is odd because we've been watching the after credit scenes of the Justice League movies and they've been having huge they've been basically what the next movie is about and this didn't happen this time you had in a Justice League Throne of Atlantis Lex Luthor approaching uh, Orm 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 and so if they had done a Legion of Doom movie like that's kind of where it felt like it was going right and I don't know if that just got scrapped or pushed back but to have the Legion of Doom as a throwaway right. for this movie feels wrong and uh, it feels like the after credit scenes have lied to us. Right. <laughs> and it's fucked up because I don't know what to think of the after credit scenes now. Like, if they're not going to have anything to do with anything, then the after credit scene for this movie, which should have gotten me really hyped because it would mean that there was was another standalone Teen Titans movie coming. I have no idea what to think now. Right. Because if we're not following after credit scenes, then who knows? That could just be like a hype, like a clickbait. Right. Basically. Right. And I'll be honest too. The Legion of Doom is just an awesome concept. Like oh. whenever it's done right, it's amazing. Like, I agree. I can't help but go to Justice League Unlimited, where you had the uh, Legion of Doom, and it was amazing. And they got a whole season out of it, and it was just great. It's when I fell in love with Killer Frost. <laughs> and uh, to see it kind of like as a throwaway yeah. to a Teen Titans movie, it's weird. Like, uh, I like the design on Lex's suit, it was really cool. I kind of don't remember. It's okay. But it wasn't that different, but it looked good, especially in contrast with him in it. Yeah. Like when Superman just takes it apart, basically. Yeah. And even the way Superman awesome. took it apart was awesome. Yeah. Like, it's really awesome. Like, Zack Snyder scene. just sucked a fucking animated dick. <laughs> like, so, yeah, I, I was excited, kind of. Or I should have been a lot more excited at this after credit scene, but since I don't know if it means anything, because the Dawn of Atlantis cutscene didn't mean anything, and Orm wasn't even in this uh, version of the Legion of Doom, where at least well, there's no Aquaman there either, though. So. But still, if he had been there, then I would say, well, at least there is a connection, right? But. Without him, there's absolutely no connection. So, right. I don't... Are we going to say what the after scene is? Like, this thing has been out for a while. Sure. Um, we basically see Tara, who is a girl uh, really steeped in Teen Titans lore. Right. Um, I know you probably encountered her in Blackest Night. Oh, yeah. Um, but I knew who she was before then. Right. Yeah. So... You know, she makes appearances in the Teen Titans cartoon. Uh, she makes appearances in Teen Titans Go. Um, she is one of those, yeah, like, like I said. seminal she, Titans characters. Yeah. yeah. Like deeply ingrained in Titans lore. So 
I don't know what to think. Maybe there's going to be another sta- maybe there's going to be a standalone Teen Titans movie. Maybe it's not. Right. And honestly, I'm. Yeah. I would say it's in Starfire better. Like I don't. She's not a great. Like she potentially is an amazing leader, because she loves her team. But this particular version. And I don't know if they're going to bring Damien back into it. Maybe she'll grow into it a little. Who knows? Because I will, I will agree with you, though. Like, she is definitely much more timid than any other version. Right. And I know you read the Starfire uh, New 52. Yeah. So, you know, she, yeah, she's dumb. Old 52. But even she's the not. Cartoon. Yeah. She, she might be a little dumb, but she's not. She's never timid. Right, like her intelligence varies, but her timidness doesn't. She's right. she's out there, right? And so, so we can only, man, yeah, we I, don't even know what to hope for because we don't even know if that scene means anything. Yeah, I'm not sure what the next Justice League thing is going to be, or the next Batman. I don't think. Do, do we know what the next Batman is? Not I know of, but I might just be forgetting because I don't remember the after credit scene for Batman versus Robin. Normally they would have a, announced it already by now, I think. But maybe. Well, right I mean, now they're busy with, like, all the the whole hype train is about. Uh, Rebirth. No, uh, Killing Joke. Like oh, in the animated field, right, right. In the animated field, everything is. About Killing Joke. You know what? It's not. It's there's actually one more thing in the animated field that people have been talking about for four months that I did I just missed. But they're supposed to be doing a new. A cartoon, uh, Justice League Go or something, or Justice League Action, uh, which is going to bring back Tim Daly and Kevin Conroy, and it looks like it's going to be half in between Teen Titans Go and Justice League. That's bad. It's like in that Marvel Comics area, Marvel Comic Cartoons area with like. Amazing or Ultimate Spider Man and right. friggin' Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. It's no good. Or Avengers. It's Unlimited. better than Teen Titans Go, though. Metro Sample is like one. Unlimited. Oh. I don't know. Maybe. That was just weird. The Avengers Unlimited. Oh. Yeah. But, yeah, apparently it's supposed to be more action based. So, that's a good thing. I mean, we'll see. We really need Teen Titans Go to disappear. I mean, <laughs> as much as I like the show, which is not even a full 100% like it, I can just see the good parts of it, whereas everyone else is blind to them. Even I, and I don't even blame you guys. Because, yeah, I, sh- I should have. Like, even I can have, like, there are issue- episodes that are good, and there were episodes that have no actual worth, which we're going to be watching one of those. <laughs> right. That, uh, but it's an episode that has a before a fucking episode. Before we get out of here, um, I think let's, we're going to have to hold off the rebirth conversation, which would probably be a good thing because uh, we can talk about not only DC Universe Rebirth, but Batman, Green Arrow, Green Lantern, and what else? One other one came out today. 
Uh, Wonder Woman? I don't know. I don't remember which one. I don't think it's Wonder Woman, but it might. We can uh, talk about those or some of those next week in a group. Uh, and also, too, we couldn't get Heck on the line. He was trying hard to to talk about Rebirth. Update your Skype. Yeah, so hopefully next week he'll be able to come on. Um, but is there any news that we should make sure we mention before we get uh, out of here? Yeah, there is uh, one. There's... No, there is Wait, one. Hold on, hold on, Tiger. For... Tiger, hold on. They're doing a reshoot for Rogue One because they wanted to add some lighthearted elements to it. Why? Fuck that. Because people were mad about not enough lighthearted stuff in Batman vs. Superman. Is that what it is? Jesus Christ. That's the only thing I can think of. Well, I mean, well, here's the thing. I I do know that Lucas has said Star Wars, you know, there's like a formula to Star Wars. Right. A certain percentage of, like, comedy in it, generally speaking. Not it's not a high percentage, but it's a, a certain amount. Right. It's like a little bit less than Indiana Jones. Yeah. And I'm I mean before the third one. Well, which was mostly but common. the thing is if you compare uh Return of the Jedi to Empire Strikes Back, there's not that balance. Oh, that's true. Empire has lighthearted moments in it too. Don't get not me wrong. as many as Return. I it's like Well, here's the thing. It's not so much that I don't think that there's more or less lighthearted moments. I just think that there are darker moments in Empire. Right. And that's a different thing. Like, but that's what Rogue One is, too. It's a different thing. It doesn't need to be lighthearted. Well, no, what I'm saying is this. is I would think that it sh- probably shouldn't be lighthearted. I can see it being lighthearted, but I don't like those heist films. I mean, <laughs> well, well, I like Ocean's Eleven. Well, don't. Yeah. Ocean's but, lighthearted. Don't, but mistake, that, don't mistake moments with tone. Like, Ocean's Eleven is tone. Like, right. Like, I like the Italian job, too. Yeah, I like Italian job as well. And that's, but I, I can see a, why you don't, though. That's another movie that like, the tone is a little, like, it's lighter. Yeah, but you know what tone I wanted to see from a Star Wars heist movie? There's a smooth, there's a, actually, a heist movie with Gene Hackman and uh, Morgan Freeman I can't remember exactly what the name of it. No, I don't know why I think it's called Heist. <laughs> uh, there you go. Where they steal a bunch of gold, mm-hmm. and it had a good tone. It was like a super serious tone, a couple of dark moments, a light moment or two. Like that is the movie, and if you guys have a chance to see it, you should see it. It's like really good, and I, I love the ending. Uh, but yeah, like. That is what Rogue One should be in a sci fantasy setting. Cool. I mean, so are you guys thinking that this is just Disney making sure this joint's going to be as good as they, they're hoping? Or are they messing up and I think, ruining their movie? I think they're looking at Star Wars 7, and that had a lot of light moments in it. And they're taking response from that, saying, well, they're trying to be safe. It's like, well, we don't want it to be too dark because episode seven wasn't that dark. There was a a lot of moments of levity. And even though there were some dark moments, there was a lot more levity than darkness. And so they don't want that jarring effect of two different tones for the same universe, which, in my my opinion, is a mistake. What do you think, guys? 
anything about what? <laughs> Never mind. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right, Derek. <laughs> Derek's dead. Okay, what were you going to say, Tiger Claw? Uh, well, I mean, Star, uh, Star Wars in itself is kind of for kids, which is probably why they wanted to add a little bit of more fun to it. Because that because the parents will be taking their kids to see these movies. Can we hang up on Tiger Claw? No, we can't hang up on Tiger Claw. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, another, there's another piece of news that I wanted to mention. Um, Bry, Bry Larson is the front runner to play Captain Marvel. So I wonder what you it's think of enough. that. Do you think she's a good fit? You know, no. I know the name, but I can't picture her. What, what is she in, Brie Larson? She was in that movie, Room. I remember Room. Yeah, Room? Or Room. The Room? Room. That's the one with her and Low the son. Yeah, and they only live in the room. Yeah. Oh, I wanted to see that. I didn't get a chance. She's a great actress. I loved her in uh, United States of Terra. I didn't get to see that either. But I think she just looks too young. To be Captain Marvel, like doesn't she hold rank in the military? <laughs> well, she was a captain, right? So, I mean, I don't know. Like, she just looks young. Like, I, I actually wanted uh, Kelly Giddish. I think her name is. Wait, so is she? She's the front runner, but not the pick, or she is the pick. She's Three the front runner. Which means it's, it's she might get rumor. the part. It's yeah. just a rumor for clickbait. But that's what you thought about that that restructuring your DC thing. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's not a rumor because that that information came from Variety and they're pretty reliable. And well, who did Variety get it from? Exactly. Is Variety reliable? No, if, if no Variety, I mean, it came from Variety because. It says exclusive on it, so right. Like, yeah, from who them. did they get it from? Look, okay, I'll... okay, ex- exclu- exclusive. Lawrence Young might be the next Captain Marvel. Yeah, it says sources like... tell Variety Larson is in early talks to play Captain Marvel. A, a source just told me that Lawrence is in talk to wear the wig for the Captain Marvel movie. I put a website on there for you. Oh. You can read everything. I would. I would, okay. I would not pick three months, but she might work. I mean, who did you want? There's someone the better. Kelly Giddish? Maybe. Didn't sources say what's your face from MMA was going to do it? Say, what'd you say? Uh, uh? Didn't sources also say that, that Ronda Rousey was going to do it? No. No. That was fan casting. That was, that was Ronda Rousey saying that. I remember Tiger Claw posting stories that she all but confirmed. The, there was a lot of nah. actresses that wanted to play Captain Marvel, and she was just one of them. I don't think that would be a good fit, though. What, Kelly Giddy? No, Ronda Rousey. No, no. Like, they're, well, despite that, I think there are better roles she could play. Yeah, I mean, she was good in the Entourage movie. I think it should be a good pick. But she's a little older now, so I don't know. They yeah, can't lock her in for, uh, you know, 90 months. She's not probably that much. Uh, she's probably not even older than Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, but that's different. 
he's a well, no, because he's in CGI most of it. Like the suit's all CGI. You just see his face. Yeah, most like, of the time it's like he he's could just be, sitting down. He, he can literally be the Earth X Iron Man that's all old and, and weary <laughs> and still be Iron Man. You know, Captain Marvel. It's like that'd be awesome. Captain Earth X Iron. Man. <laughs> I'm, more, I'm more concerned about her being. I mean, she could age into the role like further on. You know, like who Kelly Giddish. Oh. I mean, and they want to keep her, then you know, transfer to somebody else. But I just, I'm just thinking, like the same reason they picked a young dude to be Spider-Man, yeah, so that he can age while, you know, lock him in for a, a seven, seven movie deal, right? You know, what about that chick from Crimson Pete? I think she has the look. The one, the the bad, the bad one, or the good one? The bad one. Oh yeah. She's not blonde, but I, I'd well, like I mean, to see if she dyed her hair blonde. Yeah, right? I, I'd like to see her. You know, and then now, yeah. once they said Brie Larson, I don't know there was name. people talking about the girl from from uh, from Game of Thrones. The she's dragon the, girl? No, nah, she's the queen now. Daenerys? No. Uh, the Tyrell? Yeah, no. Is she Tyrell? Yeah, yeah, with the gay brother. Yeah. Yeah, they were talking about her. And now, like, in between Brie Larson and Kelly Giddish, like, I think she fits right in the middle, both age-wise. And I can see that. Acting chops, like, all three of those ladies are great actresses. So, uh, the acting, I'm not worried about any of those. It's more of, like, the kind of... The presence. Yeah. Which is one of the things I liked about like this apocalypse, which we didn't get the mean of, which I didn't bring up at the time, but... The chick- girl playing Storm has a good presence. She um, does. Much better than Halle Berry did. She's super hot. She is cute. I know. Um, like, she looks great in a Storm outfit. I don't feel like she acts like Storm much. Whatever. She did better than Halle. That's not. Oh, hey, that's expectations. Not, X-Men. Uh, Fox. Fox X-Men. Hey, she got the Mohawk. Yeah. In the wrong movie. <laughs> like that's this is the future past shit. I mean, you got the Mohawk in eighty storm. Yeah, when yeah, she was leading this, the Morlocks. Is that eighty? Yeah. No, no, um, Apocalypse. Yeah. And in fact, like another thing we didn't mention, but that Wolverine cameo was actually pretty awesome in that movie. His cameos are always good. Well, well, yeah. I mean, you didn't like it. It didn't do anything for me. It didn't take away anything, but honestly, I think his cameo in First Class was my favorite. See, I, I feel like because... And that's another thing. The F-bomb and... There, oh, there's an F-bomb in this one, too. Um, I'm wait. sorry, Tyra Clyde. Did you say there was an F-bomb? Yeah, there was an F-bomb in and this one. I know, he just interrupted you saying there Yeah. He interrupted you talking about the F-bomb by telling us that there's an F-bomb. Right, yeah. I, I didn't think it was done as well. I mean, and I, admittedly, it's hard to top the first class F-bomb. Yeah. Like, did you, you watch first class, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Like, in this one, it's... Are we spoiling? Yeah, I don't care. Uh, what? It's not even a good F-bomb, Lawrence. You okay. know it. Um, it's from Magneto when Apocalypse shows up, and it's 
I mean, people in the theater laughed because it's funny to hear it in an X-Men movie, but uh, it definitely did not have the impact of when uh, first class. He says, who the fuck are you? Yes, we know. I don't see why. Plus, you've seen it. But it's just hearing, it's like when you hear, like, your average pop song with the swear in it just because it's not usual. Yeah. It's it would have been funnier. Entertaining. In, it would have been funnier in uh, Batman versus Superman when Wonder Woman showed up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he probably would have said, who the fuck is she? So, now you ruined it. Yeah, you did. Tiger Claw. Like, we're Tiger having Claw. fun imagining Ben Affleck saying it. Or That's what I'm saying. Superman I mean, that would be Ben Affleck saying it. Yeah, but you don't like imagining oh. it. And, and while we're on the topic of Batman versus Superman, uh, I failed to mention one of the things I disliked about it oh, before. And I don't know if you guys. No, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say that. You guys saw Batman or Superman the animated series. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we all watched it. <laughs> um. One of the things about the scene, like, her apartment disturbed me. Um, Wonder Woman? No, uh, Lois Lane's oh. apartment disturbed me because she's like a Pulitzer Prize winning writer, but she looked like she had like this, her apartment looked like, it looked terrible. Like, she's a hipster. Yeah, that's what it looked like. But I'm used to the... Like, when I imagine Lois Lane's apartment, I imagine the animated <laughs> series, like, that condo and the... Like, uh, well, just Metropolis apartment look. that looks like she is successful. Not like she's slumming. And, I don't remember. In the animated series? No, no, in the movie. Yeah, it was... It was yeah, it looked like a hipsterish kind of like Soho brick apartment. I don't know if you've ever been to Soho. I haven't, but it's what I imagine apartments in Soho look like. Yeah, it's um, like Soho apartments look like Silver Lake apartments, but they smell right. Exactly. <laughs> Actually, that's not true. Like, like Soho apartments don't look like Silver Lake apartments. I'm, I'm just messing around. That's what I imagine. Like, yeah. I can imagine Silver Lake and Soho to be the same thing. <laughs> Which, my detriment, sure, but that's, that's how I feel. You can't change how I feel. That's true, Joe. Watch <laughs> me. Yeah, which, I, which is why but, I think Joe's going to mail something to DC to voice his displeasure on what they did to poor Starfire. You know, I, had, I wouldn't mail anything, but I've had, I've had chances because we go to conventions, I've had chances to actually speak with Bruce Tim, And so, if anything, what I would do is the next convention I go to, I would find Bruce Tim and ask him what he thought of it. Uh, what he thought of the... I would like to ask him what he thought of the Justice League versus Teen Titans movie. And if anything, I would bring up my issues with it to him and have him either say, yeah, you're right, that was... that." did suck or no it didn't suck and this is why and I would you know honestly I would just love to talk to Bruce. I love talking to Bruce Tim. Who doesn't? 
it's an amazing experience. Um, That's someone we need to get on the show sometime as an interview. The few talked to him have been amazing each time, even when it was just arbitrary. Like, we talked to him when he was promoting an animated thing, and we didn't even get a one-on-one situation. It was still amazing talking to him. And when I did see him at a convention, he was in Artist Alley. And just talking to him, no one was at his table. I don't get it, cause like, you know that fuckhead Larson or Liefeld, I mean, <laughs> that Dick Liefeld always has a shit ton of people at his table. Yeah. But, but fucking Bruce, I don't, I don't get it. Yeah, I don't get why. Fucking Liefeld, <laughs> fucking, fucking Liefeld. He knows how to leave people wanting more. <laughs> I love his art, though. All right. He's just 16. Final. (laughs) Yes, I'll really stop you, right? Final thoughts. Let's go into it. Tiger Claw, final thought. Uh, TMNT Out of the Shadow opens in two days. Are you guys going to go see it this weekend? No. Wait, what? Right not. TMNT Shuttle. Oh, yeah. Dude, I'm totally hype about that. That fucking... Bebop and Rocksteady on the big screen, and they look like they're done right. I'm, I'm all in. Like, I'll see it eventually. That is no, come on, dude. Let, we'll go today. We'll go to discount day. Go to LA Live. We'll, we'll see it and make it dead. I think we're gonna have a good time. I, I mean, dude, how disappointed were you when you went to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles two, and the extra mutants were fucking. Another turtle in Toka and Razor? Yeah. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. it was a bird or something? I don't know. It was like a, a wolf. It was like a pigeon. Like a mutated pigeon. Like, you're done. <laughs> uh, Derek H. Final. Uh, Flashpoint Paradox coming in, in, in a year to, to, to TV. Incredible. Didn't think I would see it happen. Looks like it might be happening. Wait, what? Paradox? Flashpoint. Flashpoint. Based on the, the season finale of the Flash TV Flash. show. I'm going to go ahead and say the animated series did it better. The animated movie did it better. I I wouldn't bet. I wouldn't bet that. I wouldn't take that bet. Like, nah, I man. don't know that they're going to do Flashpoint, but if the TV show decides to do Flashpoint, I'm not going to mess around and be like, oh, well, they can't do it as good as the animated movie because... The Flash TV show does a lot of stuff really well. And they can actually span it across four different... Different universes. Hey, across. hey. Like, there's an explanation why it's not done well. It's not It's not even done bad. It yeah, is. Yeah, but it's not... It is done bad. It, it's what it is. Because you hate it's Killer Frost. You know, apparently you do if you like this fucked up version of it. What? <laughs> apparently you hate Killer Frost. But it's okay. It's, so you do, you do. You, I just feel like you do. I'm not saying this version is the best version of Killer Frost, but I don't feel like the people that do the show would say this was the best version of Killer Frost. Well, as long as we all agree she sucks, we're good. <laughs> <You're done. laughs> I, I, I'm, that's your final thought. <laughs> no, I assume you have a final thought. Okay, this. go ahead. Final thoughts, Jay. That was fine. I don't have a final thought. <laughs> ah, it's final thought. I 
They've been they've been trying to preserve Oscar's book. Pretty sure he did. Wait, what? Isn't uh <laughs> it's quick it, based on a movie, the sex movie, Quicksilver's powers aren't really speed aren't really speed based, they're more time based. Because some of the stuff he was doing, speed wouldn't allow that to happen. It's all like he must be changing time. Hey. I actually didn't like that they played Sweet Dreams during that sequence. Why? I, I don't know. That, that jarring effect between what's happening and what song is playing, sometimes it works. Most of the time, I don't do, like it, though. Do you know a better this song that would have worked better? Uh, Space Cowboy by Jamiroquai. Uh, time After Time by Cindy Lauper. It had I to know, be a song I, from 1983, though, no. and those. The Mirafai is 80s. 83. Yeah, but I mean 83. 83. Oh, good lord. Okay, okay. Let's, okay. Next. Hey, hey. You don't next us. We next you. Next. <laughs> <laughs> Most back. Final thought. Um... <laughs> If you love the Preacher TV show and you haven't read the comic, you're a fucking cunt. Which, you know, if you're in England, that that offense isn't that bad. I know. Like, it's worse here. God bless America. I've been listening to a lot of English people on YouTube, so. Gotcha. I'm used to that being a not that offensive. Swear. Sweet land of liberty of the IC. Thank you for listening to this episode of Fantastic Forum. We appreciate you. Make sure you check us out on social media, whether it be Facebook or Twitter or friggin' Instagram. Or if you just want to come to allgames.com, check out the site. Also, go to YouTube and rewatch our old videos. You can do that. would help us out a lot. And if you comment, then just like start reloading some traffic. And actually, we are going to get some new videos within the next year or so. <laughs> keep, keep coming back. <laughs> For the entire Fantastic Forum, thank you guys so much. Until next week, we're out.